Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these extraordinary COVID-19 times. Joining me, Richard Swarrison today is Ingrid Serhus of Refinitiv. A warm welcome to you, Ingrid. Thank you, Richard. How are you doing in these, uh, in these crazy times? Well, starting to adapt. Well, it's uh, still kind of a bit surreal, but um, fortunately I'm based in Norway and we're starting to gradually go back to, to normality. So at least a sense of, sense of normality in these very strange times. Absolutely. I saw there was lots of people having their having their utapils uh, or their their drinks outside on the way home when I cycled yesterday. So uh, that's things are slowly returning, aren't they? Let's talk about the the carbon market, which is your expert topic. But uh, I'm wondering, can you tell us a little about prices? They seem to be stabilizing now. Um, these are the the EUA prices. They seem to be stabling around 19, 19 euros a ton. What's happening here? What's what's driving prices at the moment? Yeah, good question. I mean, it's been a quite interesting this week where prices seems to be stuck at 19, as you say. I think it's not necessarily, I mean, everyone is expecting emissions to, to drop quite heavily this year. So it's not necessarily fundamentals driving it. So I think it's a lot of like technicals and participants being in in the market not for compliance obligations that are holding up prices at the moment. What would it take then to either drive prices down to where we saw them last month at around 14 or up again to to you know beyond 20? I think kind of this week we saw the EU auction almost didn't clear. It was kind of just mm. just by the margin cleared on on Tuesday. And I think if we will, for instance, see auctions not clearing, so it's going to be interesting to, to watch the auctions today and also tomorrow when the UK is, uh, most of the UK is on holiday. So then it's going to be interesting to see the UK uh, or the auctions that could possibly tip the carbon price below kind of the current support levels, which then possibly we could go quite, quite much lower. But it seems like it's kind of a bit surprising that prices are holding up quite well at the moment, uh, I would say, when you look at how little emissions we, we expect to see in the market. Can you just you know, briefly say what's happening with the auctions? Because the auctions, sometimes they're quite, the price that comes out of the auctions is very uh, removed from market prices. Or has been on a couple of occasions this week? We don't know. It's something called the reserve price, which decides if the auction should clear or not. Like the minimum price that is the price uh, or the auction clears. And normally, like back in the days at least, if the price of the bids in the auctions were quite much lower than the secondary market price, they didn't clear because it wasn't kind of high enough prices. What we kind of interestingly have seen is the reserve price uh, must have been kind of lowered now since, uh, or the formula to calculate the reserve price should be much lower now since we have kind of quite big gaps to the market price or secondary market price. So that means kind of that also governments, they rather want auctions to clear rather than having auctions to be cancelled. So that's kind of interesting, but that's kind of this secret formula that only kind of member states and EEX will know about. But then, Ingrid, you're, you're more erring on, on the bearish side then, if I understand you correctly, that you, you, know, you think that the fundamentals more point that prices could go down rather than up. I think we kind of see at least now in Q2, Q3, that prices should kind of, we don't see too many supportive factors for the price at the moment. So we are more on the bearish side now for Q2 especially, and then maybe for 
Q2, we expect prices to gradually increase towards the end of the year when the economy hopefully will be gradually starting to to go upwards again after kind of severe lockdown measures uh, throughout Europe that we'll see kind of a restart of of, uh, Europe again uh, towards the end of the year. Did the news from France about the reduction in nuclear availability, certainly for Q3 and Q4, did that, that that took the market by surprise. But do you think that's enough to to keep prices supporting? Do you think that's the main driver here that's keeping them up? I think it was one of the drivers to bring prices up, kind of, because of course, if you close down the nuclear, then you have to if you need to replace that uh, power by gas and coal, you need to kind of cover cover your emissions by EUA. So, so yes, we think that was kind of a supportive factor, but not necessarily kind of, I think it was a mix. Uh, that was a supportive factor, but also kind of it was uh, triggering some some buying activity as well uh, that was unrelated to the, to the nuclear situation. Sure. You mentioned about your expectations for emissions this year. You know, last year we saw quite dramatic falls. I mean, record low emissions in the EU. What are your forecasts for this year? Emissions were dropping like nine, roughly 9% last year, as you mentioned. And this year we expect emissions to drop even further. So it's we expect kind of uh, emissions to drop 14% from 19, no, 2019 levels. So so it's quite dramatic. And last year, we had the big drop in emissions were mainly driven by power sector emissions, where kind of we had more gas coming online and less coal running and also a bit le- less lignite running. So that was kind of the main reason why we saw the big drop in emissions last year. Of course, kind of the 14% uh, is not only due to COVID, but also, I mean, from the beginning of the year, we had super low gas prices. We had very much wind in, and renewable production. So in the start of the year as well, we had very little emissions from the power sector. So kind of the trend that we had last year where we had kind of a lot of renewables, uh, low gas prices, little coal running. We saw kind of that starting earlier this year and also with a mild winter and less demand in the winter month. And then COVID came on top of that. And that will also, re- of course, reduce we expect that to reduce also emissions quite heavily from the industry sector. Obviously, a lot will depend on the shape of the recovery. What is your or what is Refinitiv's view on that? Yeah, we when we did, did our kind of uh, previous model run uh, and did our new price assessment, we used kind of the IMF's expectations for uh, 2020 and then 2021 as well. So uh, seven. 0.1% drop in, in GDP for 2020, and then 4.2% uh, recovery, 4.5% recovery in, in 2020. So the commission came out uh, yesterday with their expectations, and they had kind of a more optimistic view on 2021. I mean, it was roughly in line with the uh, IMF's forecast for 2020, but a higher recovery, slightly above 6% for 2021. So, of course, kind of the recovery will be super important going forward also for for kind of the emission pathways. That brings me on to my next question, really, which is about the reforms to the ETS, uh, specifically related maybe to, you know, the the emission reductions targets for 2030. Do you think that this COVID-19 crisis will delay some of those reforms or could it just could it even speed them up or will it have no impact at all good question because kind of it's so much uh, uncertainty is now kind of the signals from the commission has been that this covid shouldn't kind of have an impact on the 
path forward for the Green Deal, which kind of is the framework or kind of the roadmap to lead EU to the carbon neutrality by 2050. And also kind of signals from other countries that the 2030 target, which is kind of, of course, the 2050 carbon neutrality goes through 2030 as well. And the Commission has said that they want to come out with kind of an impact assessment plan this year, if, and probably that will be kind of the recommendation, if the 2030 target should be lifted from the current 40% to 50 or 55%. Uh, so that's kind of going to be quite interesting. So it seems like the, the going ahead, I mean, won't stop. I mean, you have had some signals, of course, from some, some of the Eastern European countries that they want this to be halted. Uh, and also some saying that, well, maybe the EUTS should be scrapped at all, but that's not kind of our expectation. And we also published a carbon market survey uh, yesterday where we asked market respondents as well and then also asking about kind of expectations about policy reforms and 60% of our respondents uh, are expecting the 20 target to to be kind of uh, final at 50% and then it's only kind of 25% that expect the current 2030 target to be uh, kept unchanged. But of course, the, these things are going to be like super important. So it's uh, the timing, both of the discussions on the 2030 target and also the review of the market stability reserve is coming up um, next year. And these, these two things, uh, which most likely will be seen kind of in parallel and, and integrated with each, with each other, it's going to be very important for the price formations uh, and the supply and demand balance uh, going forward. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, you know, you have some some heavyweights uh, putting or lending their support for a, a 55% target. I'm thinking of Angela Merkel and then the, the rapporteur in, in the parliament sort of urging a 65% target. So there's, there's plenty here to keep discussing and, and coming back to. And I want to discuss the the MSR reform with you, but I think we'll have to wait uh, wait for another occasion for that. So, um, Ingrid, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, on the podcast. Uh, we'd like to, to welcome you back at a, a later stage, but that's all we have time for today. So, thank you, Ingrid Sirs. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, Richard. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.